All right, go. Welcome back to Millennial Trash. I'm Sonia. This is episode one. We made it to episode one. I guess people liked our pilot episode enough. And thanks to everyone that actually listened and gave us good feedback. We appreciate it a lot. And um, yeah, so really excited about to do our first real episode. And since the holidays are pretty much in full effect with Christmas being next week, Hanukkah's currently a go, I think we uh, should make this episode a little bit focusing around those holidays, you know? So uh, so how do you feel right now? So when you about the holidays, in the, in the festive mood, in the festive spirit? I am in a festive mood. I've been listening to Christmas music since Thanksgiving. <laughs> I still love the holidays, even though I feel like they've changed a lot since I was little. Yeah. Well, what's your favorite holiday jam? Ooh, that's tough. I like Elvis's Christmas album. Really? Classic. I feel like Elvis isn't a very common artist or a common album that gets brought up during the holidays. You know, like, you know have a typical Mariah Carey. Yeah, you know, like the typical, like, you know, Peanuts and like all this other stuff. But Elvis is someone that falls through the cracks. Yeah, I think, well, I think that his Christmas Christmas album is very underrated. <laughs> I mean, he's, he was a, such a classic artist. Yeah, I guess. All right. So like in lieu of that, favorite holiday movie? Oh. Or tops, let's say. Yeah, let's be top three, if you have three. I only have one. <laughs> I have not seen that many movies. I like The Holiday. It's cheesy. I've actually never seen but it. But amazing. What? Well, what's the premise? We're going to have to figure that out. What's the premise? It's basically a romantic comedy. Two women, they do like an old time Airbnb. They don't even call it Airbnb. This was before Airbnb. What's it, what, time, what time period is it set in? Like 90s? Like, no, like 2005. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too old. <laughs> But still, it was before this boom of like home sharing and they home share, they switch homes. Okay. And then it's their each of their holiday tales and narratives that kind of parallel each other. Uh-huh. It's great. Jack Black is in it. It's a must watch then. If it's Jack Black's in it. Must be a I think it's film. a must watch. <laughs> All right. Well, for me, I think Home Alone is tops. Like... No, when you do think about Christmas, you think about Home Alone and the crazy shenanigans that Kevin McAllister gets into during his run. Yeah, I feel like that's a holiday tradition one. And also like the Peanuts. Charlie Brown Christmas, classic. Oh, I do love the Peanuts. Yeah, I don't know. The soundtrack is also amazing too. I think, like, I think Peanuts in general is like way too sophisticated for kids. So we were actually watching it at work a couple of days ago. And I'm like, man, they talk about some pretty grown-up things, topics, but I feel like when I was a kid, I didn't understand anything. I just enjoyed seeing Snoopy dance or that kid playing the piano or that dirty kid playing with his dust clouds and stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, like, you watch Charlie Brown again, it's pretty, like, like philosophical and, like, he touches on like, a lot of deep things, especially, like, de- depression. Like, Charlie Brown's super depressed. Yeah, I know. And then Lucy tries to be his therapist. Yeah, it's not really helpful, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but anyways, uh, so holidays are in full effect. You're traveling. Are you traveling, Sonia? Yeah, I'm going back home. The holidays are in full effect. Actually, going back to what you just said about Charlie Brown, 
I think the holidays can be depressing for some people. I think when you're so young, they're so exciting. Yeah. But then as you get older, they can be like sad and lonely. (laughs) So like growing up, did you celebrate Christmas? Yes. Yeah. So let's say as a young child, a week or so out from uh, December 25th, how were you feeling? Were you super stoked? super excited you couldn't sleep the nights leading up to christmas like like what was your childhood like leading up to that holiday i think there was more magic in it and i think you can hold on to that as you get older you can hold on to that magic and awe Mm -hmm. of the holiday season but when you're a kid it's just such pure joy and belief yeah and what's creating the joy is it the anticipation of like what gifts you'll be getting on Christmas morning? Or is it just like that fuzzy feeling from like the fireplace going and watching like the cartoons on TV and then hanging out with the fam and decorating your Christmas tree and whatnot? So like what is actually creating that aura or the mystique of Christmas, I guess, for you? I think that it a lot of it comes down to the absence of responsibility <laughs> on your level. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, people still take time off work now, you know, as millennials, hopefully. But I actually have a lot of friends who are working through the holidays, and that makes it a less joyful time. Yeah, totally. So going to your point about the holidays becoming something a little bit more, I guess, serious, uh, it takes on a new sort of, I guess, element as you get older. Like, what do you think about that? Like, how has the holidays changed as you... Progress from being young, whimsical child, excited for Santa's arrival, to to teens, to the college, to now being a millennial. I think a lot of it is a learning experience. So when you're younger, you don't have to think a lot about what gifts you're going to give. For the most part, you just come up with something and everyone kind of forgives you. If it's <laughs> not, if it's a macaroni... <laughs> glued to a piece of paper or a picture frame that you decorated with markers. <laughs> but when you're older, there's a certain expectation. And I think maybe that's what it is with everything. When you're older, the holidays, there's a lot more expectation. There's an expectation of getting the right gift. There's an expectation of decorating. And that kind of takes off out of the fun. There's an expectation of going to your office Christmas party uh-huh. and dressing up and, <laughs> and looking all nice mm-hmm. so yeah that makes a lot of sense because i agree with you at some point it's you become worried about i guess the well-being of others it kind of like you well you worry a lot more about others especially in a time where family is such a centric part of the holidays you know like you're worried like oh like uh, I need to travel back to wherever i'm from and spend time with my parents you know or make sure I get the right gift, like you said, or if I'm dating somebody, oh, like make sure I'm getting a good gift and then we get disappointed. Or on the opposite end, if you're not dating anyone, you feel kind of lonely, right? Because everyone's so boot up, cuffing season, you know, that's happening. And everyone's around people. And you and sometimes people aren't lucky, lucky enough or unfortunate enough to have that environment. And it's kind of, it can be kind of depressing for some folks. Yeah. I also think those holiday office parties create this weird, <laughs> like... Yeah. expectation where sometimes people try to force a relationship like you said it's kind of like cuffing season 
But you want to have a date to the office yeah. Christmas party, so sometimes you let things go on longer than you might yeah. otherwise, yeah. or you try to force yeah. something. Yeah, there you go. So, like, another aspect of growing up with the holiday, in relation to the holidays, is Christmas parties, or holiday parties, to be more PC. And I'm sure as millennials now, we've been to a fair share of holiday parties. Some great, some not so great. But uh, is there any, like, recent ones that we could... To come to mind, Sonia, of anything around like a holiday office party that you want to talk about eventually in this episode? Oh my god. So last year, I. So you always think about office Christmas parties <laughs> and you think right out of college, like probably get a little too drunk and then you learn your lesson. <laughs> Sometimes that's not the case. Yeah. And last year, I actually ended up getting escorted off the SpaceX campus <laughs> all right i feel like that's gonna encompass a lot more to this i feel like we'll see that a little bit towards the latter part of this podcast but i feel like kind of want to talk more about again this is a podcast about millennial culture where we share stories subjects and, and struggles and struggles right yeah so i guess um right now being a millennial self, what are you, are you struggling anything when it comes to the holidays? Like on this point in time, is there anything that's kind of like you're worried about more about that is instigated or brought up around this time of the year? Yeah. You know, it's supposed to be like a very relaxing time of the year, right? And everyone's so supposed to be happy and whatnot. But I feel like for me, I get somewhat stressed out. Like we just talked about, especially from the work aspect and also the family, family aspect. But what are you, what are you going through right now? It's with Christmas I mean, being a week away. I think that a lot of it is about how when you get older, you're kind of more aware of all the family dynamics. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> you realize how crazy your family is? Yes. <laughs> and my family likes to say we put the fun in dysfunctional, <laughs> but there is dysfunction, you know? And, like, balancing that and understanding that you're coming up and now you have your own life. And mm -hmm. for some people, I mean, I don't know if you're at this stage, but for later millennials, they're starting to actually host Christmas and having to, yeah. to transfer those family traditions onto them or mm -hmm. taking on more of them. Yeah. And I think that, again, that's an expectation thing where it can be stressful because grandma always did it this way, but mm -hmm. this year it's on you or mom always hosted it and this mm -hmm. year you're hosting yeah. and it's exciting but also I think that we can put a lot of pressure on ourselves no I agree I think for me I have a I would say a handful of friends that have are married but also have like young children newborns to a year I think that's like a pretty interesting uh, fork in the road in terms of life right Adult, adulthood where you need to account for your past family traditions, but also you're establishing a new one with your spouse, with your kid. And like, there's so many different moving parts now. Exactly. And you need to tweak those, I guess, traditions, but also it gets really stressful because you're trying to, like say, like spend time with your side of the family. Then you have your wife's side and like, you know, all, like all these move, moving parts, you know? So it gets pretty tough. I'm not there yet. I'm still a single bachelor and all, but like <laughs> still enjoying Christmas at my parents' house. But... <laughs> 
You know, like, but I can understand it from like I've had some friends talk to me. Man, this is like so damn stressful. Like, I don't need we need to celebrate Christmas a, a week early because we, my in laws are coming to all these different issues, right? That you need right. to account for. We have multiple people that are a part of your quote unquote family. Yeah, and how do you marry that? Like the past <laughs> with the present. Yeah. And then it just ends up not being about the fun time, but being about it, that fun time looking a certain way. Yeah, totally. And I think another aspect that gives me a lot of stress during the holidays is whenever I go home, I get tons of anxiety or just feel like really stressed out. Because you're seeing high school people? I think there's a variety of things. I think one, it's just being home. Like for me, I like being very independent. So when I'm home, it just feels like I'm transported back to yes. like being a kid. And even though you're, I'm like a 33 year old, like man. It's <laughs> 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 like when you're at home, you kind of feel like, oh, like because this is your house that you grew up in, right? I'm and a child like, again. Yeah, I feel like a child again. Yeah. And it just feels a little bit confining, a little bit, which makes me a little bit uneasy. It is a little bit suppressive. I remember last year when I went home. I went to the gym and then I think I went to Starbucks or I was running Christmas errands and my mom texted me and asked me where I was and it was so jarring. I was (laughs) like, oh, there's someone who cares like where I'm at. Just so you got curfew at 10 (laughs) o'clock. Get your ass home. (laughs) (laughs) And to be fair, I had her car, but I mean, that's the other thing too. Then you're, you feel like there's a leash again. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. And then to your earlier question about hanging out with, say, high school friends, when you go back home, is there any, I guess, like, interesting dynamics between you and your, like, your hometown friends that you grew up? Do you feel like you still connect? Do you feel like you're just in a different space, but then you feel a little bit, these are my friends from day one, I gotta, like, still keep in contact, or, or is everything still the same for you? For me, it's not the same at all. I still love my friends who I've stayed in contact with, but I think that this is another shift from when you're younger to you're older during the holidays. Like in college, I would really look forward to a Christmas break because you'd be like, oh, it's like a reunion. It's so (laughs) interesting to see everyone. And now, because we're farther away from it, it's so different. Mm -hmm. You've lost contact with a bunch of people. It's not exciting and anticipatory to mm-hmm. see people it doesn't feel like a reunion it feels like yeah. an awkward run-in and then I have a terrible memory <laughs> so I'm not remembering people like I think this was three years ago when I went home we were out at a bar and this yeah. girl comes up and she's like, like Sonia like, what's up girl hey I'm like, Who are you? <laughs> I could not t- I could not place her face yeah and I went to high school with her and our high school was not that big but how, how long did you fake it for? Or how, how did you... What happened? Did you eventually find out her name? Or you just like played her off throughout the whole night? No, I don't have a poker face. So <laughs> she could tell immediately. Damn. And she told, she was like, it's me. <laughs> and then I remembered right away. But she had to tell me. And so that becomes kind of like a dreaded experience for me. <laughs> like, I don't want to offend anyone because I don't remember them. I just don't go home that often. Yeah. I totally agree. I'm the same way. It's like when I go back home, I have, say, a handful of friends I'm still in contact with. For the most part, I don't really give a shit about like most people from back at home. <laughs> if I did, I would still be in contact with you, right? Right. So I think, but then they say as you get older, your circles get smaller. 
and the amount of people you actually could depend on or care about actually you could count on one or two hands you know so I hate that to a point like sometimes I hate just the small talk I'm like yo like I don't really care dude like nice to see you dap you up and like be on my way but I know what you mean so alright so I think I'm super intrigued by that SpaceX story <laughs> I have a shit ton of questions to ask and granted, I've known Sonia for like almost two years now. We used to sit next to each other at work. Yeah, and so we were working together when that happened. No, oh, yeah, then you never said anything at all and just kept it down low. I had to keep it on the down <laughs> low. You'll hear why. <laughs> Do you want to know it? Yeah, like, all right, dive right in. I'm, I'm, my questions are in my mind. This is crazy putting this out there. I think maybe only six to ten people know this story <laughs> because... Well, the 50 listeners that are going to be listening to this podcast, <laughs> well, shout out to them. <laughs> well, we hear it too. Hello. <laughs> and share it with your friends if you like this. <laughs> so, okay. This was when Rex and I were working together. And we, this company that we were working for, they have, I thought, notoriously pretty good holiday parties. Like, they go all out. They kind of spend a lot on it you're supposed to get dressed up yeah. and of course there's an open bar yep the fall down of every holiday party experience. <laughs> I, I feel like with holiday parties that's when you really know who your co-workers are because everyone puts up a front right at the end of the day like nobody wants, yes. everyone seems like really stoic very conservative and a little bit timid to be who they are which makes sense because at work you gotta be doing your work right but then the holidays parties with the open bar people just you know just let loose and either pretend to be super fun or are super fun right they're yeah whatever it is whatever walls they have up all come down and i mean even myself i think i'm a pretty authentic person but there's different shades of you oh yeah totally if you know what i mean like i i'm like i could be green like regular sonia but then at work i'm like seafoam green <laughs> like articulate sonia yeah. all right <laughs> so you're like you're i don't know i find holiday parties fascinating you're about to see people's true colors for real see. yeah totally all right so continue on <laughs> so <laughs> in so instead of getting dressed up for this holiday party i really like attention and i want <laughs> to stand out <laughs> So instead of wearing a regular cocktail dress, I wore this Santa outfit that's like Mrs. Claus. I remember that. <laughs> it's like bright cherry red with like faux pure white fur around like and <laughs> and even like a hood and a little like I remember, remember I went to uh, Julian's house for the pre-party and you were there before me. I walked in and I was like what the hell? Like <laughs> that's my first reaction. But it was a good what the hell. <laughs> but, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was towing the line. Was, it, I was like, people will appreciate this. Yeah. And I just have to be different. I can't <laughs> help it. So already ridiculous. And then they made a terrible mistake. And I think a lot of companies are doing this now more and they think it's a good idea. But they're having their holiday parties on the weekdays. So that yeah. you have to go to work the next day. It's like uh, a subtle way to say, don't get too messed up because you got to work tomorrow. Exactly. Most people probably call sick anyways. Or just, they fuck up. <laughs> like, I, why not have it on a Friday? Maybe it's a budget thing. I don't know. If anyone's in HR, they could let us know. <laughs> 
I'm sure venues are a lot cheaper on the weekdays, but it just is such a bad setup. I think productivity. it backfires. Yeah. Nobody actually stays say, so, sober and sane <laughs> for the holiday party, right? So you schedule it on the weekday, you kill the next day's productivity for the company. You think about it. I really think you do. You set people up. For failure. For failure. <laughs> and you'd like, like, we could pretend that everyone can hold their liquor. No. Like, yeah. there's peer pressure going on. There's, like, yeah. a lot of group thing. It's just <laughs> a lot. And it's close to the holidays. And because yeah. everything else we've talked about, people are stressed. Yeah. So maybe if they're like, oh, I'm just going to have one drink, one drink turns into five. <laughs> because they're thinking about, you know, how they have to travel back home and they yeah. have to host. And, yeah. like, it. yeah, I think that that is an interesting strategy that I do not agree with. But right. ours was on a... Wednesday, I think. It was something odd, yeah. Smack in the middle of the week. And I had been working on a project that was literally a year in the making. And I had to be in San Diego <laughs> by 7 a.m. the next day. And I could not cancel it. I could not cancel it. It was a partnership with the San Diego School District. I remember that, yeah. So I was literally expected to show up at an assembly during like the high school's morning like announcements <laughs> in front of a, a group a high school group the morning after your holiday party two hours away yes exactly so we live in LA San Diego can be a two to three hour drive which isn't that bad but when you mix it with holiday party shenanigans that seems like a really tough feat <laughs> even in a Santa Claus outfit <laughs> right so so I hate, I mean, I'm just going to say it. I was one of those people where one drink turned into five. <laughs> and I was talking to my friend who was also maybe had a little too much. I'm not sure. But there's this app you can use that basically like books private charter flights last minute. Mm -hmm. And it's like a membership and she had worked for them, so she had a membership. And she was like, don't go home yet. I can just, like, book you a flight. And uh -huh. you can just fly to San Diego. Uh -huh. The nearest airport that this app functions out of is in Torrance, California. Jeez. Right. Which is in the South Bay. Yeah. So, for anyone not listening, that's pretty far. So a good distance. <laughs> So quite a good distance. <laughs> That's maybe a third all the way to San Diego already. It's yeah. kind of far. So it's not going to be an easy expedition the next no. morning, no matter what it is. It's going to be it require some sort of work, either a shit ton of work to get to San Diego or just to get to Torrance. It's still going to require some sort of efforts. Right. And I still wasn't going to be feeling good. But I thought that a plane ride sounded a lot easier. Yeah, that's it's true. Quite a lot faster. Yeah. And then I just thought it would be less stressful. Yeah. I could like do my makeup on the flight. I was trying to like yeah. figure all this logistics out and I'm not good at logistics. So, so what time was the flight scheduled for? 6.40 a.m. Jeez. So, Wait, you're, if your presentation is at seven, you're flying at 6.40? Isn't that still pretty close? Yeah, I guess that was pretty close. <laughs> all right. I thought I was just gonna walk out of this plane like ready to go Maybe, though. You know, parachute off the plane straight to that <laughs> elementary school? Like, I told you I'm not good at <laughs> logistics right. this is how this all went to shit all right but at the time we were lit <laughs> af at the christmas party and we thought it was a genius idea and she had a direct line to the 
CEO of this app and she just emailed him and, and booked it. Okay. And we didn't think anything of it. I drank to my heart's content. Were you there? Yeah. Did you stay out? Yeah, I was out. Yeah, all night. Okay. With everyone else. We have that photo. We oh, my God. We use it as our cover for this podcast. <laughs> yes. It's a good example of what this ridiculous costume looked like when everyone else was in suits or cocktail dresses. <laughs> and I'm just like, hey, <laughs> it's Christmas. All right. So let's say the night's going on. You're piss-ass drunk. <laughs> so what is... Are you... At this point, are you knowledgeable that you have a flight at 640? Or are you kind of like... Just no, I was sticking to my schedule. So okay. I like left, came back here, packed super quick. And my thought was that I could just change at the airport. Yeah. I think I was already running a little late. So threw everything in a duffel, got an Uber to Torrance. Wait, what time did you get back home from the party? Probably 3 a.m. <laughs> so it was the after party. We won't have to get into that, but it was the after party after that. <laughs> oh, I missed the after party. Yeah. I had right. an after party of my own. All right. Maybe another <laughs> podcast episode. All right. So then I get an Uber down to Torrance, and I don't know if anyone's ever been to the Torrance airport. Nope. I didn't know Torrance had an airport. Exactly. I had never been there. It must be so... It's just so small. Uh-huh. I mean... It's literally so small that my Uber driver couldn't find it. <laughs> and I was just like, well, I'm fucking late. Maybe I can just find it on foot. Oh, God. All right. Because, you know, that really good friend of mine who's Russian like me <laughs> named Vodka <laughs> told me I could do anything. <laughs> so I was super pumped up and I was like, just let me out. And I have my bu- my duffel bag and I'm just like walking through this Air, this industrial area of Torrance yeah. at night. Okay. Lights are off. All the buildings aren't lit. Nothing looks open. I'm like, where is this airport? There uh-huh. is no airport. Uh-huh. And I'm starting to panic a little. And then all of a sudden, I hear this like, <laughs> behind me. Oh, no. And like yellow flashing lights. And... There's this guy driving a little security golf cart, <laughs> and he's like, "Ma'am, what are you doing here?" And I'm like, "I tell me where here is." Sir. You're still in your Santa outfit. Right? Yes. Okay. In the Santa outfit. Right. I'm sure he thought I was homeless. <laughs> what would you think? I'll probably think the same. <laughs> <laughs> Some, like deranged homeless woman just wandering around in this industrial park. Smelling like smelling alcohol. like booze, reeking of vodka. <laughs> Yeah. And he was like, oh, honey, you're not at the Torrance airport. You're like in SpaceX campus territory. How did you get on here? Do you have an authorization? (laughs) I was like, no, I don't know where I am. (laughs) And he was like, this is not okay. He was really riled up. He was like, it's actually against federal law. Oh, shit. This is breaking and entering. I'm like, okay, sir. You are a nighttime security officer. Uh Uh-huh. Again, I get a little sassy. <laughs> yeah. But I ended up basically like begging him. I'm like, please, I have to make this pl- this flight. I don't know where this is. He gave me a ride. In his cart. In his cart. To the airport. After lecturing. <laughs> yeah. 
But I, he was still really gruff the whole time. Like, even when he dropped me off, I was like, thank you so much. And he was like, don't come on the campus again. <laughs> I was like, don't worry. I don't think I could. You should have <laughs> said you were lost heading back to the North Pole or something. <laughs> <laughs> that is for sure what I like. So then the airport is so subtle. It's just like two sliding doors, but they like whoosh open. Uh-huh. And I feel like I hear, like, in movies, like, oh, like, <laughs> yeah. I made it. Yeah. I found it. And I go up, I check into the desk, and I give them my friend's name because that's what she told me to do. Uh-huh. She said to give them their name, her name, not my own name. And they actually don't look at my ID at this point. Uh-huh. They must have it loaded onto the computer. Or they don't check it until they yeah. load you onto the actual flight. Yeah. But either way, I was starting to get really hungover, so I didn't... <laughs> yeah. I just, like, sat in the lobby, and I was like, how the hell am I going to make this happen? <laughs> yeah. In, like, four hours. Uh-huh. Am I going to be okay? And I think I sit there for no longer than 30 minutes, and the woman at the front desk is all of a sudden... She, all of a sudden, she clears her throat and I look over and she's standing above me and I look up and she's like, um, Miss Smith, Smith, okay. which is not my name. Yeah. That's my friend's name. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, uh huh. And she's like, I know that ain't your name. <laughs> and I was like, Oh yes. Sorry. I, she's like, why'd you give me that name? And I was like, because she booked the flight for me and I explain it. Now she know. So, <laughs> I didn't find this out till later. The CEO had replied to my friend, uh-huh. CC'd his entire staff. Oh my God. And said, actually, that's against federal law. We have to get a background check on someone flying. So, she, she can't. Don't let her on the plane. Oh God. We'll credit your account, but yeah. she can't fly. Um, yeah, so I wasn't intentionally trying to break federal law. So you you broke almost two laws in this whole, like, (laughs) night out. (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) Apparently. In the Santa costume. (laughs) While in Santa. It's like bad Santa. My version of it. (laughs) Right. So then, this flight attendant, what did she do to you? Did she take you to the detainment? She, like, scolded you even more? What happened? Well, she was just like, I can't let you on the flight. And she was just being very strict and direct but still trying to maintain customer service balance but i was freaking out (laughs) i was like now what do i have an hour to get down to san diego yeah and not f this up yeah i had been sitting at round tables with bureaucratic educators and elected officials to get this through for a year yeah and now i'm just in a santa costume in torrance (laughs) Not getting let on a plane because I was committing identity fraud. Oh God. Okay. So then the unthinkable happens. It's literally Christmas magic. I order an Uber and I called the guy beforehand because it's an odd ride to request. Yeah. All the way to San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. Like normally someone would take the train or, mm-hmm. you know, Ubers are within city limits most yeah. of the time. So I call him and I'm like, hey, I know this is really weird, but I have to get down to San Diego this morning. Can you still accept this ride? You can cancel. 
And he laughs this like guffaw laugh. He was like, <laughs> 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 it's Santa Claus. It's literally Santa Claus. He's like, it's your lucky day. I'm retired and I got nothing to do, Missy. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh God, am I going to get kidnapped? Like, what's happening? He pulls up in a minivan, oh. a red minivan. I shit you not. Oh my God. And he's this older dude with a white beard, bald. I'm not kidding. <laughs> he was wearing a wife beater and khaki pants. Santa let himself go. Damn. Santa <laughs> was fucking under like witness protection <laughs> as an Uber driver. <laughs> and I needed his help for this Christmas miracle to work. Okay. So what time did you leave Torrance? I'm not sure. I mean, did you get to probably about six. No way. Did you get to San Diego by seven? I made it by 7.15. That's crazy. But I literally had to, Santa, my Uber Santa had my back. I was like, sir, he was like, don't even, he was like, don't even finish that sentence. I can smell the alcohol on you. <laughs> You're going to need a Starbucks. And he literally let me nap in the back of his minivan. He got me Starbucks. And I changed in the back of his minivan out of my stupid Santa costume. Yeah. Into business casual clothing. Yeah. Showed up at this high school assembly and was like, so boys and girls, this is how you become successful. That's ridiculous. <laughs> this is pure ridiculousness. <laughs> but yet yeah, so fitting of the Christmas. Yeah. This is your Christmas miracle pretty much. This was my Christmas miracle. I've, I can't believe it. I'm actually surprised you got down to San Diego that fast. I was like, wow. We flew. I mean, he must have... It went 100 down. I am sure he had a fast track too yeah. which for non-California residents is like like a front of the line Disney pass that's <laughs> still a California reference yeah. such millennial trash dude that's ridiculous yeah I'm not kidding and he like he told me his life story I'm still like low key was that Santa like yeah. what the he used to own a plumbing business and now he just did this for fun and he likes to start his day early because plumbers wow. usually start their day early and man you must have been a good girl the past year Sonia <laughs> I don't know if that ended me up on the nice or naughty list <laughs> wow. I would say naughty <laughs> uh, so based off this one holiday party experience any learnings that you take forward in, in regards to holiday parties do not commit identity fraud. Always look for a Santa to get you out of awkward situations. And yeah, I mean, I can't tell you how really, really weird it felt standing up in front of all those high schoolers being like, yeah, I'm totally like successful businesswoman. <laughs> if they only I knew. I have my shit together. If they only knew. But I bet you, I bet you, you would have sound much more cooler if you told them that story and what it took to get you down there maybe then they would actually much, listen to me yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> alright so amazing story I think that's a good point to end this first initial episode of our millennial trash podcast yeah I'm, I'm, I'm amazed <laughs> but I'm glad the good fortunes fell on you and you were able to handle it yeah I mean I didn't have any expectations of that holiday party <laughs> and that story came of it so maybe that's the takeaway. Just don't have any expectations of the holidays. <laughs> yeah, just enjoy it for what it is. Don't think too much about it. Enjoy your time off. 
enjoy the people around you. And don't listen to that friend, air quotes, vodka. <laughs> Alright, so again, happy holidays everyone. Yeah, I hope everyone has a safe and happy holidays. If a Santa in a red minivan tries to save you, I'm just saying it worked out for me. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, so we'll see you in the next podcast. I think we're aiming to do a 2018 reflection next one. So, uh, yeah, see ya. Happy holidays. Bye.